Hi, welcome to Mindful Mutterings, the podcast dedicated to nurturing your well-being and unlocking the power of your mindset. I'm Chris Maragakis, Women's Life and Mindset Coach, and together we'll explore the transformative world of well-being and mindset, helping you to thrive in every aspect of your life. So please like, subscribe and share and join us on this roller coaster journey called life. Thanks for listening. Hi, thanks for joining me. Um, this week I'm going to talk about panic attacks and um, how you can prevent them, how you can identify them, how you can move through them. So obviously panic attacks can be overwhelming and really frightening experiences, but with the right knowledge and successful strategies, they can be managed, prevented, and even redefined in your mindset, which will then obviously reduce the amount of times that you have them. So I'm gonna look at what causes panic attacks, how you can manage them when you when they occur, or how you can manage them for someone else when you're seeing them go through them, what you can do to prevent future attacks, how to change your mindset about them, um, and like I say, how you can support someone else. So. Firstly, what causes a panic attack? They can occur for various reasons and they'll often be uh, the result of a combination of factors, but could be genetics. There may be a genetic predisposition to having panic attacks, meaning that it can run in families. Stress, obviously, high levels of stress, either from work, relationships or anything else can trigger a panic attack. Then you've got trauma. So any past traumatic experience can contribute to a panic attack as they often leave you more prone to anxiety and you tend to have more triggers. Some medical conditions such as hypothyroidism can mimic the symptoms of panic attack and lead us into thinking that that's what's happening to us. Substance abuse, uh, the use of certain drugs or maybe excessive alcohol can often trigger panic attacks. Similarly, caffeine and stimulants, if when we consume too much caffeine and, sim and stimulants, they increase the likelihood of panic attacks because our brain chemistry changes. And personality factors, people with certain personality traits like perfectionism, overthinking, a tendency towards anxiety may also be more susceptible. So then we look at how to manage a panic attack. So it's really essential to know how to manage it effectively. First thing is to stay calm. Panic attacks are not life-threatening, no matter how it feels at the time. So trying to stay as calm as possible will help. And also becoming aware so that when we start to feel the symptoms coming on or we're aware of our triggers, we can long-term then start to work against them happening. Then control your breathing. So while we want to ultimately focus on slow, deep breaths, and you could maybe, in when you first notice yourself, getting anxious and the panic attack starting you could try inhaling for a count of four holding for four and exhaling for four because this will help regulate your body's response but that can also be very difficult while you're in the throes of a panic attack so rather than trying to control the breathing maybe just becoming aware of it and counting it because what that does is it brings us into the present moment where it's very well it's impossible to have a negative emotion and so that helps us to manage the feelings that we're having Ground yourself, use grounding techniques like describing your surroundings or touching objects around you or maybe having a fizzy sweet or something, something that shocks the brain into thinking of something different because again that helps to anchor you in the present moment. Then you can have progressive muscle relaxation so you can tense and release different muscle groups to release the tension and help again take your mind off what is happening and give it something constructive to do. 
positive self-talk. So this is more when you can feel it coming on rather than when you're in the full-blown uh, panic attack. But you can start using a mantra or a positive affirmation or maybe something, just reminding yourself that this will pass and coming up with something that really resonates with you so that it cuts through all the other noise in your head. And getting help, maybe reaching out to a friend, family member or professional because talking to someone else while you're feeling what you're feeling can be incredibly calming. Often it's just because it's bouncing around in our head and we can't make any sense of it that it it's triggering us in all so many different ways that we can't identify. And then we feel out of control or the overwhelm and that's what triggers a panic attack. Instead, when we can notice that we're starting to build up to that, if we can talk to someone about it, we're then empowering ourselves and our brain tells ourselves that we're regaining control and it helps to stave off the panic attack. Or if we're already in the panic attack, it helps our brain to see that actually we're starting to work the problem. And again, it reduces how we're feeling. It, preventing panic attacks, that involves often making lifestyle changes and um, adopting some really healthy coping mechanisms. So obviously, first thing we have to manage is stress, because that's often the biggest trigger. So you could use something like meditation, yoga, mindfulness, um, anything like that that helps to keep your stress levels in check. I mean, long term, you want to be looking at time management, uh, the responsibilities you take on, the roles that you're assigned in life, um, how you manage your relationships, boundary setting. But that because that's all such a massive part of stress management. But you have to start somewhere. So maybe just listening to a guided meditation or doing something again like yoga or some mindful coloring or something like that that helps you to unwind because when we're mindful and we're paying attention to our thoughts we can then identify the ones that trigger the panic so then probably you might need a professional you might need a coach or someone to help you but then you can work through the emotion before it turns into a panic attack and that obviously then makes you more resilient makes you feel more empowered you're back in control of your life you're less likely to have panic attacks. Regular exercise is thought to help because it releases endorphins and they can reduce anxiety and improve your mood. So spending time outside is particularly good for both mental and physical health. You know, if you can be near nature, if you can be near a river or trees or the sea or something else like that because it has grounding powers and because it is just so relaxing and it has so many aspects to it. It has uh, what the plants and trees are giving off phytocybins that make us feel better. Maybe it's the the sound of the waves. Maybe it's the rustle of the wind through the leaves. Whatever it is, it works on so many senses that it's really good for us. Um, a balanced diet. We're trying to avoid excessive caffeine and sugar because they can make anxiety worse. Um, opt for balanced diets. Plenty of fruits, vegetables, whole grains. I mean. Really, if you eat well, it improves so many other things um, and brain chemistry is one of them. Getting enough sleep. Try to get enough quality sleep each night because sleep deprivation can make you more vulnerable to panic attacks. Um, and if you struggle to sleep at night, maybe take a look at where you sleep. You know, have you got stuff under the bed? If so, maybe energy can't flow around you. So maybe you could clear out some stuff there. Is your space cluttered? Because maybe that's what's causing your brain to be stimulated and not able to sleep. Airing your sleeping space can help keep it fresh and bring in fresh energy. You can try doing a body scan or guided meditation before bed. Avoid caffeine and screens for a couple of hours before bed. And maybe try a warm bath or reading a book. 
it's, it's really nice to have a like a wind down routine because that tells your body that you're getting ready to go to sleep and then when you lie down it's prepared for the thought that it's now going to rest and repair um, and obviously limit alcohol and substance use try to drink moderately because alcohol can be the cause of disturbed, disturbed sleep and if you do take drugs then maybe consider some help for substance abuse or ways that you can reduce your intake and then this becomes the empowering bit because you can start to change your mindset and that can help you to cope better. So firstly, we need to educate ourselves. We need to learn about panic attacks to understand that they're just a natural response to heightened stress and anxiety. They are not a sign of weakness. And the more information you have, the more options you can um, gain to move away from your current mindset. Then there's some form of therapy, maybe coaching or counselling to explore the root causes of your panic attacks. And then you can develop strategies to change your mindset and therefore the response to the thoughts that you're having. And then there's mindfulness, which is in itself an incredibly empowering practice because it helps you to become aware of your thoughts and feelings. And when we become aware of them, we can challenge them and that makes it easier for us to manage them because we can start to break them down and then they lose their hold over them. Because once we've identified them, we bring them into the present moment. And in doing that, we, it removes some of the emotional and psychological hold that it has over us when we're suppressing it, when we're keeping it at bay. And then we can examine them. And again, you, like I said, you might need a coach or counsellor to support this process. But then you can begin to challenge the ones that aren't working for them and change them so that you can start to let them go. And then self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Don't blame or criticise yourself for having a panic attack. You are amazing. You're having an attack in response to the thoughts, but with help, you can change your thoughts and take back control. Our thoughts are only the response of our brain uh, working through all the data that we give it, the experiences that we've had, the conditioning that we've experienced, and it gives us what it thinks is the best option for us to move forward. But I mean, the brain can't even tell the difference between something that's real and imagined. And we have free will, which means that we don't have to believe what the brain is telling us. We can challenge and change it. And that empowers us to take control of our life. So there are ways that you can help to um, reduce, manage and prevent panic attacks. But then when, when we see someone else having a panic attack, it's often quite frightening or we feel a little bit out of our depth. So um, if you're with someone who's experiencing a panic attack, these are some of the things that you can do. Firstly, stay calm. Your calm attitude can help reassure the person that's having a panic attack. And also no one has ever benefited from having someone flapping around like a headless chicken, especially not in a stressful situation. So I think the key phrase here is don't panic. However out of depth you feel, you will handle this. You will get through it. This person is used to having these and getting through them themselves. You need to be their rock. You need to be supportive. You need to be um, calmness in their environment so that they can they can use you for that and, and it can they can see and model the behaviour that you're doing. Be present. Stay with them and let them know that you're there for support. Um, you know, no one wants someone who's a little bit distracted or not paying attention to them. You're there to listen. You're there to support them and get them through this. And them talking to you will really help them to start lowering the, the um, stress and anxiety that they're going through encourage breathing 
So gently suggest that they focus on their breath and offer to breathe with them. And again, this is a biggie. Don't ask them to try and breathe deeply or change their breathing as this will cause more stress. As I said earlier on, they'll be struggling to breathe as it is. You're aiming to give them something else to focus on other than the tr triggering thoughts. And because focusing on the breath grounds them and brings them to the present moment, it will help them to feel calmer and less triggered. But like I said, when you're when someone's first experiencing or can feel the onset of a panic attack, that's when it's a really good time to do deep breathing or the four square breathing. But when someone's in a full blown panic attack, we just want them to be aware of their breath. We don't want them to have the added pressure of trying to change it. And then as someone who's supporting someone, you can avoid judgment. I mean, don't criticize them or dismiss their feelings. They're not doing this on purpose. So instead, respect them and validate their experience. And then when they're back in control, maybe you can encourage them to get some support or use some of the techniques I've mentioned, and that will help them to prevent further attacks. And offer help. Ask if they need any specific assistance. You know, maybe they need a quiet place to go. Maybe they need you to contact someone that they trust. Whatever it is, if you're going to support them, it's about putting them front and centre and maybe your needs back because we quite often want to share how we're feeling and tell other people that you know, we've experienced this and we've experienced that. But actually, this is about making or creating a safe space for them to be able to express themselves in. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that panic attacks are challenging. You know, they they can change the way that you live. But they themselves can be managed, prevented and even redefined in your mindset by understanding their causes, learning to manage them effectively and making lifestyle changes. You can regain control over your life and reduce the frequency and intensity of panic attacks. And then also through your experiences, you could offer to support those who experience panic attacks in a compassionate way and help them through the difficult moments and share your experiences. It might be that you've learned something um, that really helps you and it's something that they could take on board. So I think being honest and talking about them and sharing your experience is really valuable. We all have something to learn from each other. But, and I think most importantly, please remember that you are not alone and that there is help available. And reaching out for support is never a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength and courage. And there is support there. So please, please do reach out for it so that's a whistle stop tour really I've tried to be as comprehensive as I can in in getting all the aspects in you know how you, how to identify them how to prevent them how to manage them and what you can do for someone else um, as always if you'd like to get in touch you can contact me through um, simplybe.org.uk um, and if you found this helpful please um, subscribe and like the podcast because it really helps me get my message out to those who I would like it to get to. Um, and as always, thank you very much for your time and thank you for listening. You take care of you. Bye.